Very good two-way forward. Nobody's saying Carson wants us to go! Oh, your team suck, Parker. Pick one. And before Miami fan over here starts talking... Blasphemous! <laughs> and I'll tell you why. What's that tell you? He's terrible. I'm not out here saying Tom Brady's bad. Yeah, you are! Listen, Gary! <laughs> I'm saying, pick it! Hello, everyone. And thank you for listening to Das Picks. Uh, what, what episode are we on here, Parker? 48? Question mark? Alright. Good enough. Anyways, the NHL is fucking stupid. Well, that's a great way to start off the show. <laughs> Gonna have to mark this one explicit. Should have warned you about that beforehand. So, we had the draft lottery. We had the presumptive first overall pick, not named, at the draft lottery. We had a lot of confusion. And now, we have a lot of questions. Would you agree with those statements? That's putting it nicely. Okay. So let's just start this off very simply. With me today, I have pulled up the, a couple articles on the draft lottery. This one is courtesy of Sean McIndoe. You know him better as Down Goes Brown on Twitter. It's the winners and losers from the NHL draft lottery. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The biggest loser from the draft lottery is... Detroit. Yes. Literally the worst team in the, the friggin' league, and they get the fourth pick. Now, it is fair to mention, the last time Detroit had the fourth overall pick, you know who they picked? Larkin? No, Steve Eiserman. So, sometimes that works out. However, they should have easily cakewalked to either Quentin Byfield or Alexis Lafreniere. And now they're stuck picking between likely Lucas Raymond and the Swedish kid. I can never remember his name. Or the Swiss kid, rather. Rossi? Yeah, Marco Rossi, or maybe even Jamie Drisdale. So let's just start off. What are your thoughts? If, let's, let's put you into a Detroit state of mind. If you're a Detroit fan right now, what are you thinking? I'm kind of angry. Because, like, even though Detroit has a lot of really good prospects coming up, they're still lacking that uh, real franchise guy. I mean, Larkin's really good, don't get me wrong, but he can't do it all on his own. I feel like right now Larkin's in, like, a Eichel situation, where it's like, yeah. there's just, it's just like there's just very little he could work with at this present moment. Yeah, I mean, he's got literally nothing around him. They have zero goaltending. They have very little defense. I mean, and they do have guys. Like, that's the thing is, they're going to have, you know, they have Joe Valeno. They have Moritz Sider. They have that one goalie. I always forget his name. They, ha- they have some goalies and some prospects in the system. The good ones, too. But you need that real game breaker to put them over to the top and be an actual NHL team. The other thing with Detroit is. The fourth overall pick is obviously very good. I think of a lot of fourth overall picks that have happened recently. I think it was, was it, was it Dina last year? They got fourth, I'm pretty sure. Mitch Marner was a fourth overall pick. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, that's just like recently. There's a lot of good fourth overall picks. However, it is fair to note, I'm sure Detroit fans would have preferred Lafreniere. I mean, go figure in a draft where you're getting a generational talent that you don't get the first pick. Like, this would have been completely different if this was, like, say, first-round pick, like, two years ago. Like, he sure wouldn't have really made that much of a difference for Detroit. But Lafreniere, on the other hand, would make a huge difference. Right. And that's the thing is, this is other a... This is another... Sorry. This is another draft where you could argue the first overall pick, however good Lafreniere is, and he is very good. 
is not worlds above the second overall pick. Like, Quentin Byfield, you take that. That's the Jack Eichel, Connor McDavid all over again. You take Quentin Byfield because he is NHL ready, most likely. And he, to me, more so than Lafreniere, would have been better for Detroit just because he, he like, epitomizes that style. You know, they're still a bigger team. They don't rely on speed so much as they rely on forechecking and pressure. And I think that would have worked really well, especially under as long as Blashel's there under his system. Now, do you have any thoughts on? Okay, so let me let me ask you this: If you're a so you're a Tampa Bay fan, let's mm-hmm. assume you don't get the first overall pick, okay? Because well, you're well, you're not going to because you don't have your pick. But let's let's just you know, you're not getting it. What is your nightmare scenario for our team getting the first overall that's still in the eligibility bracket? Uh, I'm trying to find the list for teams that could still get it. So I'll give you a couple that I know can, like the Rangers, I believe can, Carolina, Montreal, Pittsburgh. I want to say Philly. I'll, I think that's most of the teams in the play-in. So any team that is so basically the way it works, which again this is very confusing, and this is what I've seen and read, is if you lose in your play-in, you get a good percentage to win that pick. Yeah, it's like all the teams are getting like a twelve point five percent chance. There's like eight of them. Yeah. Like that. So uh mine would like there's like two that kind three that kinda stick out to me. And okay. those are the Oilers, the Blackhawks, and the Penguins. Okay. Everyone else I could kinda like I wouldn't be mad. You know what I mean? Like Right. Winnipeg, I'd be okay with. Calgary, I'd be okay with. Vancouver, uh, I'd be okay with. The Rangers, I think that would be cool if they get it. But me personally, I would like to see like a team like the Wild. I think the Wild, first off, shouldn't even be in the playoffs to begin with. And second, they're kind of in a worse situation than Detroit because they're not really doing anything with their prospects right now. Right. So it's like they think they're in like a win now mode, even though they're trying to like they're tanking accidentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Right. They're, they're just confusing. And two other teams that I think would be fine. I'd be really okay with getting it would be like smaller market teams. So like the Coyotes, the Panthers, the Blue Jackets. I think the Blue Jackets actually would be a really good one, too, because they've never really had that big franchise guy. You know, they had Panarin for, like, a year, and then, like, that, yeah, that no. was it. That was, like, their best player. No, yeah, you're you're right. See, I look at, I, I kind of agree, like, there are teams that need them. Like, I think, okay, my nightmare scenario, the thing I see in my dreams at night when I cry, is the Oilers getting that first overall pick and getting McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Lafreniere because the Oilers are already good. Like, they just need a little bit of fine-tuning. Man, that would be terrifying. If... If the Oilers get this pick, they really have to look at the draft lottery and, like, fix something. Because it would be hard for them to try to spin it as just coincidence when time after time after time, again, they've gotten the first overall pick. And this also just happens to be the team that Wayne Gretzky played for. Right. And, see, and then my other thing is, now, of course, as a Penguins fan who can still get it, I would love to see us get it. I mean... Could you imagine a power play of Malkin to Gensel to Crosby to Lafreniere? 
dear god, that's terrifying. All I will but, see is, oh boy, here's Pittsburgh getting another franchise player. Of course, I want that. But let's assume Pittsburgh doesn't get it, because that's what I gave you for your scenario. I personally would love to see him play in Montreal, because, you know, he's a, he's a French he's a French guy. He'd basically be playing for what would assimilate to his hometown team. Montreal hasn't had a star top pick since Carey Price, who was eighth. I mean, like, they haven't really had that big name workout. And I think the other team that I, and it's the team you brought up, is although the whole joke of, oh, Taylor Hall's teams always get the first overall pick, man, if the Coyotes got Lafreniere, that would put them on the map. Like, I, they're already a decent team. I think Rick Tockett's a great coach. And, you know, they, that would also give Taylor Hall a reason to stay. And if and it's a league of parity, okay? So if the Coyotes are good, that's another team that we don't have to worry about being absolutely garbage. Because imagine Lafreniere and Hall with Phil Kessel. That's a, really, that's a really good team right off the bat. And then you add in depth players. Yeah, all Arizona's, in all, Arizona's another team that really needs like, that yes. franchise player, like, that would either be, like, Shane Doan or OEL. Right. And, I mean, or, I mean, hey, you're forgetting their best player of all time, the man himself, Paul Bissonette, but, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, but, like, no. <laughs> um, OEL is a good one. I always forget about OEL. Everyone I used to does. love him, too. Just because I love OEL. It's because he plays for a small market. If he played for, like, the Penguins, everyone would be like, oh, he's the best defenseman in the league. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, you're not wrong. Well, okay, actually, okay, I'm going to rant now. So, this is going to take me to one of my first rants, if I may. Do you have anything else you want to add to the draft um, with Lafreniere before I uh, Not really. Rant? I just hope he goes to a small market team. I really do. I really, uh, really, really do. I think I agree with you, small market or Montreal, just for the list. Uh Not Montreal. Uh, I hate Montreal, <laughs> just because I'm a Lightning fan, so I would not want to see that. Okay. I like watching their offense suffer. So, my rant. So, you said if they played for the Penguins, they'd be the best events in the world, right? Crystal Tang is entering his 14th NHL season, I believe, and he still has the same perception that he always has. He's a great offensive defenseman who cannot play defense. He's overrated. He's underrated. Correct. I would just like, I would just like to point out the fact that all of those statements are correct. However, that's what playing for the Penguins is like. I, you definitely don't get labeled the best playing here. You get a lot of scrutiny. So that's rant number one. May I continue on my tangent? Uh-huh. I fucking hate the expansion draft. There is no godforsaken reason why we should have, be having a discussion about losing one of our goalies again. Listen, I know every damn team loses a player. I know every team is going to have to give up somebody they don't want to lose. The Lightning are definitely not immune to that. They're going to lose somebody good. A lot of people are saying Braden Point. For your sake, I hope not. But. Whoa, wait a minute. That makes no sense. There's no, 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 no. There's no way. The, no, well, okay, so the reason there's that no, we have Andre Plot, Alex Kalorn, Tyler Johnson. All of them are around thirty. I'm okay with one of them going. Well, not great point. The... Leave him alone. 
I think the thought process is not so much that he'll get picked, it's that they'll have to trade him for salary, because they are going to be in salary cap hell very soon. Well, yeah, then get rid of those three. Like, those three are taking up $15 million in the cap. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you know this. Although NHL GMs are dumb, they don't like to help other teams. <laughs> very often, at least. <laughs> that would be interesting. Now, I, again, I haven't... I can't see the Lightning being like, here you go. But it is an idea that I've heard Donnie's about, okay? It's not that uncommon of an idea. Personally, if I'm a Lightning fan like you, I'd be praying that I don't lose Brandon Point. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like a Buffalo Sabres move, leaving Dolly. That, like, that really Dolly would exposed. be. <laughs> Leave Michael exposed. Just help him. Just get that man out of there. <laughs> Free Jack. But... I'm just mad because the whole Matt Murray thing with the unfollowing the teams on social, I don't really care about that. You could read to that as much or as little as you want to. I have zero opinion on it. it, it like, if you think that's a big deal, it's a big deal. The if only reason think that's an article is because he's been playing shaky. That's the only reason that's even an article right now. And, and they, okay. They need to write something to discredit him. That's, and see, that's the narrative that I want to talk about, is that Matt Murray has been playing poorly. Okay, and now I will be the first to admit I'm a Murray apologist. When he had a terrible season last season, I, I gave him every out in the book, okay? You know me. I did. However, Matt Murray still faces some of the... He, he is, I believe it was top five in both high danger and high danger saves. So he's making the big saves. Where he's getting beat is he's getting beat on a couple easy glove saves. I said this forever. They need a new goalie coach. It's very clear the goalie coach that worked for Marco J. Fleury, who left, is what we should have retained. The guy we have now, I think it's Mike Buckley, does not work. So, that is my own little rant. I'm going to say that for another day. My thing is, is, and you're right, they need to nitpick. They need to find a reason to discredit him so that there's one very obvious choice. When you compare his numbers to Tristan Jari, Jari actually makes less low danger, and high danger saves. He just happens to face more shots because our defense is held together by duct tape and dreams. And he's also played worse than Matt Murray. Down the stretch from January, Tristan Jari was the worst goalie. Realistically, if I'm the Penguins, Matt Murray, Casey DeSmith, I think you get rid of Tristan Jari, you expose him, let them take him, or you trade him. It's very simple. Because then you don't lose a retainable asset like, well, like, like one of our forwards, like potentially Brandon Tanev, who I think we need to keep. That is my rant. I still see Murray being our goalie for the future, and I hope they do too. But I've just been so frustrated with everything coming out about him lately. Like, this dude won us two cops. Maybe we cut him some slack that he's not the best goalie in the world. He's just a top 10, top 15 goalie. That's all you need in the NHL. Anyway, Penn's fans are spoiled. Uh, no, but uh, honestly, I, 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 I agree. I mean, again, I really like Murray, too. I'm always scared when I see him fully healthy because I know he's a very good goaltender when he's able to play without any injuries. And that's really that, that's really just been the thing that's been happening. Like, he had, like, a concussion or something, right? And I know he had a couple other injuries, too, that have just been, like, uh, nicking him. Yeah, he's had some groin injuries. He's tore his groin like twice. His dad passed away, so that was obviously very tough to recover from. And he had a concussion, and I believe he had post-concussion syndrome. Or it was something with his neck, um, I think, actually. But regardless, you're right. He's had some injuries. 
And I don't think it's, it's fair. To, I don't think it's fair to pin all that on him, but I do think it does have an effect. It Especially does. for goalies. Like for goalies, I think injuries like affect a little bit differently than just forwards and defensemen. There's a quote I'm trying to think of. It's I think you brought this up before too. Maybe you can help me out. It's basically like uh it was a college football coach. It's like durability is a character trait. You you remember what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Basically like although injuries suck, like you do have to pin them a little bit. Like Murray's not injury prone, but it's it's one of those things that affects him, you know. That's I, and here's my here's my worry because I don't want to be on the Matt Murray thing for too long. I don't want to take up too much of the time on the show. Matt Murray to me is becoming the Tom Barrasso, but just not a dickhead. Like, do you do you know about Tom Barrasso? Do you know the back backstory of him? Uh, not particularly. So he had a rookie season. He basically did exactly what Matt Murray did. He was like, I think it was like eighteen and five. He had like a nine fifty four. He, I think he won, I don't know if he won the cup, but he won the, he won the, the Rookie of the Year thing, I believe, or he was a nominee, and he was, he won, the, oh yeah, he won the Rookie of the Year and the Vesna. So, that was Tom Barrasso. He played for us for like six seasons, I believe, seven seasons, something like that. He, after he won the cup, like, he was portrayed to be this, this asshole. And he, he really was, he was a jerk to the media, he didn't do scrums, he was notoriously mean to fans. But he was a great goalie, and he, much like Murray, he fell off a little bit. He wasn't this superhuman star, but he was still a star. And I see Murray being portrayed much the same way, except for Matt Murray's obviously a very nice dude, you know, both to media and fans. So I, I don't want the Penguins to fall down that rabbit hole twice, because I really feel like Tom Barrasso never got that homecoming, although he was a jerk. Player-wise, you know, he... Was our, he was probably our best goalie in franchise history. So that well up until Marcus Fleury came along, and you know, so that that's my discourse on that. The other topic I wanted to tackle with you. So we talked about the hub cities. It's looking like Vegas and either Edmonton or Toronto. What are your thoughts on that? Seems like they're trying to go for the big market cities. That's fair. Like, I think uh, that's a good thing. It's like, go figure they're trying to shoehorn Toronto into there. It always has to be Toronto. I mean, is that bad, though? Because Toronto is the hockey capital. I'm just worried about, like, I don't know. Like, I really thought that Vancouver would be a very good place just because, like, infection rates over there are really low compared to some of the yeah. other big hub cities. You know what I mean? So I feel like safety wise it would be a very good option for the league you're you're not wrong i think vancouver makes a lot of sense too because you don't have to play the games like you did normally you can tape them you can play them at 2 p.m eastern time or whatever the players are ready to go not have that time lag you know and and you can really do whatever you want so the whole argument that time zones are going to matter to eastern players or western players vice versa not really a factor after a day or two so i think vancouver's a good idea I know there's a little bit of a, like a lip to get over that. I know they're still in the running. They're just not the major one. So, question I have for you is, do you think we're actually going to see a Stanley Cup playoff? Yes, I do. Okay. I, think, I think at this point, not to get too, although it should not be political, not to get too political about COVID, but I think people are realizing that at some point, regardless of personal opinion, the people that make the decisions for us are going to shoehorn 
us back into normalcy, whatever that will be. That includes sports. Sports are part of everyday life. They're part of every facet of our lives. And I think it would make a lot of sense just to do the playoffs. And I know if you listen to Elliot Friedman's podcast, 31 Thoughts, with Jeff Merrick, they had uh, an actually like a sports doctor on there. I can't remember his name. You can look it up on podcasts. Uh, he was talking about like how, you know, if you get a couple cases, it's not going to matter. Like if you get five, 10, 15 cases, how much does that actually matter? Because you're still not talking about pandemic levels in the sport. You're talking about basically five, like less than 5% of the people in the sport getting it. Um, so there's really no reason to see it being canceled unless we saw a dramatic rise where entire teams are getting sick. Then it becomes an issue. But I really think we're going to see a playoff. Okay. Personally, I would like to see Toronto just because maximum chaos. And, I mean, it is, to be fair, a really easy place to play. There's not a lot of ebb and flow, if you will. It's a pretty quiet town. I think players wouldn't get in trouble because, I mean, we know how players do. I'm curious to see how the Vegas flu is going to happen because... I mean, casinos are open down there. It's notoriously a thing that players go and gamble and get drunk. So, I, I mean, not as often now, but it's, it's still a thing. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, this, this playoff scenario is just interesting, to say the least. It is. It is. We shall see. So that, I mean, in among itself, that's pretty much that. We're not, I mean, we, obviously, it's not really important that we go through the draft lottery one by one, because until those picks come out, they're just magic beans. We, we're going to do a draft show at some point, though, so that'll be fun. One, a couple things I wanted to talk about non-hockey related, if I may, and you can, you can kind of segue me here. So did you see that Liverpool won the league for EPL? Nope. So Liverpool finally got their big win. They were the best team all season. They had, like... I don't think they, they had a loss and they had one loss. They finally got it after all these years. And I only bring it up because it's like big news nationally now. Like people in America actually caring about Liverpool is pretty cool. So that's fun. And um, wanted to give a shout out. I've, I've mentioned Steve Dangle a lot on this podcast. Uh, he just announced on his podcast that he had a son. So congratulations to them. Just thought I'd put that out there. I, I bring him up quite a bit. I know you follow him a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rewatched okay. his uh, Toronto Maple Leafs got beat by the Zamboni driver, who is also <laughs> their their practice goaltender. Oh, David Harris, yeah. <laughs> I, I, love love just, I love how he just kept repeating it, like, incredulously. It was just so funny to watch. Yep, that is very much the vibe. And one more shout-out I wanted to give. want to thank, so it was your friend Danny who did our graphics, right? Yep. Okay, I, as you saw, like, anybody who's listening, Parker uh, gave a shout-out to Danny, who designed our brand-new not only our logo, but our whole, like, wallpaper format that we'll be using going forward. Great work by him. Fantastic. If you need to find his Twitter or his socials, he's, we have it tagged on all our social media where you can find him. Just fantastic work. It looks so clean. It looks like... It, it honestly looks so professional. And just huge thanks to him. I told him he's welcome on the show anytime he wants to. I don't know if he's a sports guy, but... Yeah, he's, he's, a, huge, like... he's a huge basketball guy. Okay. Well, if we do a March Madness or at any point or something like that, he can definitely come on. Yeah, and we can bring him thoughts. and Kevin on for that. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get Kevin back on too. Because uh, it's been tough getting, getting guests on, I'm not going to lie. It's been pretty tough getting guests arranged with everything. Especially because uh, out of the studio it's a little bit easier because you can just have them hook up a mic. But, um, you know, times are tough. So. Yeah, but finding a time when everyone could do it's kind of tricky. So that's, that, that's one more time thank you to him. Big shout out. Like, it does look so clean. Very, very mean, very nice. I love it. So thank you again to Danny. Yeah, I've known Danny for a couple years now. Uh, he was a yeah, good, he was a very good friend of mine at uh, college, and he's mm-hmm. always done really good work. Like he he did a, I believe he did an internship with like the Washington Nationals for like a semester. Yeah, I mean it shows. I really like that background too. He did a great job, like just photoscaping that, like just the little details too. You could see the daft picks runners in the background. Very nice. Yeah, if you like take a look at his portfolio, it's like it's like really good. Yeah. And he can, when he comes on, he can definitely plug whatever he wants to. Um, he could probably talk more about graphic design and sports. That would actually be uh, something I wanted to bring up too. So we've got a couple new things coming out down the line on the website. We already had that reality check series I'm going to be starting. Parker, I know you're working on, uh, you have your own little thing too with grading um, coaching hires for around sports, which is very mm-hmm. cool. I don't know if you have a, I don't know if you have like a title for that series yet, but you'll get one for a runner. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was we're going to start delving into um, features. So um, we'll be having features on the Fix channel, talking to various people. I want to talk to some people uh, that I know, like sports psychologists, about like the mental issues with their mental aspects of the games, talking about concussions and stuff. We can talk to Danny about graphic design, people in the know in the sports business. And instead of making it a podcast feature, we'll make it a site feature. So that'll help get you guys to the site and hopefully enhance the experience for everybody. So that'll be coming down the pipeline in 2020, more likely 2021, but definitely something to watch out for. Also, long live Daphix Book Club, exactly one week it lasted. <laughs> How did you expect that was going to go? There was an idea. Listen, it's not all ideas are great, okay? Even Thomas Edison failed with some things, okay? I, I, th- I think from the start you knew that was just like a joke kind of thing. <laughs> it, it really was. It was just to kill time because we, had, we needed filler. But yeah, that's, I think that's about it for today. Anything else you want to add? Nope. All right, yeah, we're going to wrap it today. A little bit of a shorter show. I mean, I wanted to mainly focus on hockey today. And we'll be doing that again next week, most likely. Uh, one more thing, the MLB is back. Just wanted to point that out there. Still have no for, like, idea what it, how it's going to work. Still getting some things hammered out as far as like the public perception. But we do know we are going to get some pretty big matchups. So I'm excited. Yeah, speaking of that, not sure if this is a big deal or not. Probably not, but the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and Cowboys got canceled. Yep, I, I did see that. That will, I, it's gonna, it's, I think it's been postponed, right? To a different date? Maybe? I know, okay. like, the original date just got canceled. Yeah, you're right. I saw that too. But yeah. So that'll basically do it. Anything else you wanted to add? Not particularly. All right. Well, if there's something else to add, then we'll wrap it there. So thank you all for listening, as always. Uh, one more time, thank you, Danny, for designing the new uh, website features with the logo and stuff. And we'll be back next week um, with some more hockey and baseball talk once we get the new like return to play for the baseball like right up on. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.